The Fashion Geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thinking of launching a podcast? Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us. Just put in the word fashion. Blueberry. Always host fly. Hello, I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And we're we're the the Fashion Fashion Geeks. Geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. What? Yep, I went there because my co-host tapped me on the shoulder and said it's time to start the podcast. All right. So here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm Fashion Geek number one, Reg Ferguson. To my right, ride or die. I'm Fashion Geek number two, Tiffany Minatel Schreiber. She made sure, ladies and gentlemen, that I was in the booth to do this thing. Right. We have to be on time. That's right. And time is being on time is fly. <laughs> I guess so. I never thought of it that way. Well, we discerned that on our watch episode in the past, you know, our previous episode where we talked about watches. Yep. I'm rocking my classic 50s bow of a tank right now. Nice. Thank Beautiful. You Thank you very much. Antique watches are the thing. They have been for me for quite a long time, actually. There's a lot of value in those. Yeah, our uh, our previous guest... Wanted to cop one of my watches. Oh, yeah? I said, no way, kid. Get your own. (laughs) You see? He's so cute. He's so nice. He was like, no, he literally was like, I really like that. Can I have it? I was like, no. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah, he did it a few times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. He He was was like, I really like that. He was joking with you. Right. Right. That's why I'm the tough cop of fashion, and you're the good cop of fashion. All right. Well, I'm okay with that. Cool. I can never be a tough cop or a bad cop. It's not in my blood. That's okay. So, Reg. Yes. Second episode of the new decade. Yep, 2020. What we got going on? Well, I really want to talk about it in March, but I'm here to tell you that I am going to be one of the many vendors at Wedding Crashers 2020. What? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, what thanks. Is, what is this wedding wedding crashers? What is it? Is wedding it crashers expo? is a wedding expo that's going on its 11th year in the neighborhood next to mine in Gowanus in BK. Okay. And I wanted to see if I could be a vendor for one of my services under New York Fashion Geek, the groomsman. The groomsman. Yes, play on words. Yes, Just like, like NYFG. It. So... I'm ponied up. And tell, uh, tell us briefly uh, what the what's your elevator pitch for the brute groom's man? Well, essentially, as you well know, the lady has everything, guys. Yes, we do. Hair person, nail person, even the wedding planner really services the lady. Yep. But what does the guy have, guys? Mm. Nothing. No one. Until I came along. You I, are the groom's man. Oh. I am here for you. Guys, going to help you out. Nice. Going to pick out a tux for you, pick out a suit, help out your boys, the groom's men. Maybe, oh, Tiff, I got to show you this. Maybe even help you pick out a keepsake gift for your boys. Oh, that's I'm going right. to handle everything satorally and a little bit more. All right, nice. Are you going to also take him to get the nails done? Because, you know, uh, I, it's that. Uh, moving on. So... <laughs> 
It is a thing. I've seen guys get their nails done. This may be one of the keepsakes. Ooh, Tested right. that out with a vendor. That's nice. You like that? That's a money clip, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Not only is it a money clip, it's a double money clip. <laughs> what do you do with the other half? Whatever I want. So Credit cards on one side, dollar nice. bills on the other. And it's in, it's got your name on it. It does. It's nice. Reg. Very nicely done. Thank you. Stainless steel. That's beautiful. Thank you. Very nice. Got a nice weight to it, too. It does. Yeah, not messing around. <clears throat> you drop that on the ground, you'll hear it. <laughs> That's what you want. So, really looking forward to it. It's in March. Okay. I believe it's Sunday, March 22nd. All right. Mark your calendars, you guys. And, All you guys uh, getting married. I'm working on stuff as we speak. Business cards being printed. Retractable vinyl side being done. What? You know, you got to have the retractable horizontal sign that everybody has. Oh, the sign. I mean, the vertical. I'm sorry, the vertical. Oh, yeah, vertical, vertical sign. sign. No, you could have a horizontal. With Mine's your logo vertical. and everything. Yeah, 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 Very yeah. I have nice. a special logo for the groomsman. Excellent. Good for you. Testing out, like I said, testing out vendors for gifts, little keepsakes like this. Very nice. So, uh, going to work on the slideshow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is a big deal. It is. It is. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. All right, good. Well, I hope you, uh, I wish you many successes. Thank you so much. Big shout out to Nicole Davis, who's the account manager for uh, Wedding Crashers. She's been very nice. And we'll talk about it again in March just to, you know, remind everybody. Yep, yep. All right, moving on. One of the things that we like to do at the top of the show is uh, talk about uh, current events. Yes. Or little articles. Yes. You sent me this uh, really Good, feel-good piece. Aww. Yeah, it gave me all the warm fuzzies. Did I do that? Yes. Well, you didn't. The article <laughs> did. <laughs> I passed along the fuzzies. Oh, it was such a great article. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize you would uh, react that strongly. Well, because it's a big deal. So, just a, it, Chris Paul. CP3. Which I had never heard of because I don't, I don't watch NBA. I, I'm not a basketball person. Um, but Won't he's a basketball player. He's a professional basketball player. <laughs> yes, he is. With a team called the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, point guard. And uh, or he, point guard. He um, did a most fabulous thing. Yes, he did. He bought his entire team, the roster, the entire roster, uh, bespoke suits. Did you hear me? Oh yes. Bespoke suit for every teammate. Yes, how I know. Many, how many teammates are there on an NBA team? Usually it's, what, 14 on a roster? 14. That's a lot of suits. That's a lot of bespoke suits. That's a lot of cabbage being spent yes. on the team. And he bought the he. But he can afford it. Well, I guess so, being an NBA player. But I just, I was like, wow. What would possess this guy to do that? And I read a little further. And um, it turns out that uh, teammates normally buy things for fellow teammates. But I don't think at this level. There no. is an exception, but I'm, I'm going to let you do your thing before I chime in. Oh, you don't have to let me do No, 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 because I'm curious because you really, you really are excited about this piece. So I, I want you to get well, your warm and fuzzies out. And yeah. But, but uh, he, yeah, he said in the past he's given stuff like headphones and, and uh, things like that. Yeah, but that's not this. That is not this. And uh, the article continued to say he got his inspiration um, when he was on the Olympic basketball team. Yes. Being coached by Duke's one and only Mike. 
Shashevsky. I'm a Duke fan. Duke, Duke, Duke. You are North Carolinian. I am. And uh, apparently uh, Coach Shashevsky rolls out a TV and he shows them um, the uh, a, a video from YouTube of Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. And it was so inspired him. L.A. To, uh, it so inspired him so much that he showed this. He was having a game night at his house uh, to his fellow basketball teammates. And his stylist was there. CP3s. Yeah. Yeah, not Shashevsky's. Not Shashevsky's. <laughs> yeah, Shashevsky was the, the Olympic story. Anyway, um, the, first, the, the fact of the matter that he has a stylist, that was pretty... What? All these ballers do. I got to try to crack into that. Unbelievable. Actually, yeah, I, I was just blown away. That. But anyway, you know, he was talking about the song and how he was inspired when he was on the Olympic team. And the whole Olympic team was inspired. And they wanted to play this song after they won the, uh, the Olympics. Um, his stylist, she was like, wow, look at that three-piece suit he's wearing. I remember that all-star game. And from there uh, came the idea of, wait. Wouldn't it be nice if we all rocked a three-piece suit coming into a game one night? And, uh, and then from there, he was like, wait, I want to get everybody a three-piece suit. And between him and his stylist, I they mean. made it happen, mm. which I think is insane. Insane. Yeah. It's, the, uh, it's a tremendous gift. Absolutely. He said some of the players were crying when oh, they were trying wow. on and getting fitted. They Whoa. were just all crying and tearing up. One player, the youngest one on the squad, was running around modeling his, his new suit and showing it off. And, and the designer was there, and he was like, clearly that is the first bespoke suit that kid has ever had on in his life. And it's true. I mean, he was 18, he was 18 yet, 19 years old. I can't remember from the article, but he was young. Right. Teenager. Young and in the NBA. With oodles of time and money to burn. Yep. Could be dangerous. Yep, absolutely. But Chris Paul is like a, he's like a mentor. Absolutely. And he used it as a teaching moment. He said that he likes to take these young ones under his wing and show them the way, you know, because they come into the NBA and they got all this money. And, and uh, you know, one thing he noted was all of us out here see these players and we think, oh, they got it. They got all that money. They got all that. They got, they, they're just big time and, and, and they, they're the shit. But, you know, from a 20-year-old or 19-year-old coming into this big thing and all this stuff is coming down on you. Yeah, it's a little scary. Sure. So I was just, I don't know. I thought it was like, oh, it's Big Brother. It's uh, warm and fuzzy. It's caring. It's kind. It's a freaking bespoke suit gift. Anywho. It is serious. Um, <coughs> but I, re- I want to give CP3, a.k.a. Chris Paul, uh, mad props for this. First of all, as I said to you earlier, Tiff, he's not the first player to do this. Not even in recent memory. Really? That would be LeBron. Oh, I did read that LeBron had done something similar, or they all... Something came... similar. Yeah. He didn't buy them all suits, though. Well, he did. Oh, he did? But let me explain to me the chasm of a difference. Okay. Uh, he kitted his Cleveland uh, Cavaliers in Tom Brown. Tom Brown is a designer. Ugh. <laughs> I guess you don't care for Tom Brown. No, because it's a very distinct style. Okay. And he did it during the playoffs in uh, 2018. But what CP3 did, much better than that. Because Tom Brown, wah, wah, that's a real distinct look. And with short pants and the average NBA height is 6'7", 
It looks, ri- it looks ridiculous. Really short. It looks ridiculous. See LeBron and the whole team. It look. I'm sorry. No one, no one is man enough to go. He looked like a goof. I remember that. He looked like an idiot. So he had on high waters? Yes. <laughs> we all know how you feel about high waters. Yes. From prior episodes. Yes. And Tom Brown is the king of high waters. Okay. So it's a very distinct look and taste. And for guys that are generally big and strapping, right. it's not a good look. It didn't really play. No, no. So that's one big difference. Chris Paul went with Davidson Ferrer. Okay. Does that name sound familiar? It kind of did, but I couldn't place why it sounded familiar. Formerly of Musica Ferrer. Oh. Yep. Why did they break up? Oh, okay. I knew I recognized that name. I work with them when I launched my brand, when we had the fashion show. Okay. At Carol Williams. Wow. I was dealing with Musica Ferrer. Six degrees of separation right there. But he, I mean, they're both doing well. I'm still sad, and I never got the scoop. But he's got every baller on lock. Does he really? Jigger, Steph. His is a much better look. I know I'm biased because, you know, when they collabed, so I know that brand. But And also LeBron made everyone wear the same freaking thing as him. Oh. Yeah. Suit, white shirt, black tie, cardigan. You know, Tom Brown with the red, white, uh, red, white, and blue, pardon me. Uh, so some wait, big bag. They, they were, were all wearing they were, the yeah, same yeah, suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were carbon copies. Okay. No, at least Chris Paul had the presence of mind to let his teammates pick out whatever they wanted. Oh, it looks so nice. No clones. No. Individuals. Absolutely. I think another reason that this act, as you called, is so impressive is that Chris Paul got traded to the Thunder by the Rockets. And it was naturally assumed he was being sent off to basketball Siberia. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So Oklahoma Thunder is not. The team has really been reconstituted. And people were saying Chris Paul was on the decline. Okay. So the opposite has turned out to be true. Mm. I mean, the team is doing well. They're competitive. They're third place in the Northwest Division. I think, to your point, this is an incredible act of largesse. And it has a lot to do with this with this generosity team so, building yes. maybe that's why they're so successful absolutely now. because absolutely. They, he he created a bond between all of them and it just a bond with fabric see what i did there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty clever fabric bond he's a real leader in fashion and on the court well uh wh- let's mention this article we got this article jeek from GQ.com in the style section. And just go look up Chris Paul uh, custom suits for the entire Oklahoma City Thunder. And just look at the pictures. The man, uh, the designer, hit it out the park. Oh, yeah. His stuff is fly. But Again, Musica Ferrer. But so. I have to say that he didn't do it alone because another interesting, unique thing that happened was um, the designer, along with the stylist, they brought several different choices of fabrics, of style, of design, and they sat down with each individual player and went through the choices, and the, so the player had a part in designing his own look. Yes, and that's what I'm saying, individuals. And that's why they all are, I mean, if you, it's just, and everyone is stunning, but it's all individual because it's themselves. They've expressed themselves in designing their own bespoke suit, and I just thought that was terrific. Dum, dum, dum. 
What's that? Express yourself. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Hopefully anyway, the listeners do. That was a feel-good story. I'm glad you feel good. And too. we had to we had to share it with everyone so we can all feel some warm fuzzies. Okay. Wouldn't well, it be nice if the world was like that? The it's whole not. entire world? No. Well, yeah, but no. So let's go to the other side of it. Fashion fools. Fashion fools. Fashion fools. Fashion fools. Fashion fools. Fashion fool. Yep. I love this The section. other side of the woman fuzzy. This is one of my favorite segments because uh, my boy Reg over here, he just, um, he loses it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Reg. Tell us what, uh, what's foolish happening in the world of fashion today. Guys getting ganked by buying fake sneakers. What? Oh, gosh. We're talking about sneakers again. Sorry, Tiff. You didn't hear that. Ugh, sneakers upon sneakers upon sneakers. But what does gank mean? Getting done. Getting, getting hoodwinked. Oh. Okay. But I really I really want to be clear, Tiff. This is a little this is a spin on fashion fools. Because the fools aren't the guys getting duped. No. Because the they don't ca- know. No, of course not. That's my point. So I want to be clear. I'm not I'm not riding on them. It's the counterfeit market that's making fools of everybody. Mm. This is a four hundred and fifty billion dollar business. What? Yeah, I know. Where'd you get that figure from? Um, I forgot what source. I'm sorry. But Good Lord. Yes. $450 billion? $450. Yeah. Wow. So the point is, how would you know if you had fake kicks? Yeah, exactly. My question. Exactly. You read my mind. I tried. Back in the day, I think it was very easy to detect. Like when I was growing up, like, like a letter would be misspelled. Or the logo would be off. Like back in the day, like in the eighties and the nineties, yeah. you could I think it was more distinct. Like with the with Gucci the, purchase or the Louis Vuitton purses. I don't think you can really tell. Yeah, well if the if the logo is sewn, if the seam cuts the logo off, it's fake because the the real thing, you, the logo does not bleed into the seam oh, I didn't know back that. in the day. Oh. So I don't know if that's still true now, but that's how you were. That's the only way you could spot a fake purse. But go ahead. But the technology, I think, whether we're talking about bags, whether we're talking about sneakers. They probably fixed that. It's just so right. It's just yeah. so it's so advanced. So people, I mean, again, how did, I wouldn't claim to know. Like, we know we tease about my 13 pair that are not a sneakerhead. Got all good deals. I believe that all my sneakers are real. But yeah. I'll tell you one way. Uh... That you can find out. How? If you deal with, which I did once, goat. Okay. If you If you roll with goat, they have a certification process. Oh, I see. When you're buying from the resale market. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm down with goat. G-O-A-T. I like goat. Greatest of all time. So they have a certification process, and they're using machine learning in their process. Ooh. Because they have so many sneakers going through their marketplace they acquire data points, okay. which helps them determine what is real and what is fake. And it usually ties into the thickness of the sole, points of the leather. I mean, it's obviously, it's very wow. detailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nike's, by the way, is the single most counterfeited brand. I am not surprised. In the sneaker world. Not surprised at all. So, so this is like the certified pre-owned sneaker world. Exactly. A matter of fact, uh, one of the... Uh, Owners, one of the creators of Goat, 
that's why he did it because I think it was when him and one of his college buddies, one of the other, they got ganked by like buying like a four thousand dollar pair of sneakers that weren't real. Oh, how did he find out they weren't real? I can't remember how, but that's that was the impetus for them creating this business. I mean, that's the concern of mine buying any kind of name brand thing. I mean, unless you go to a reputable uh, unless you go to the retail store, retailer, retailer, right? And who knows if the retailers really got the real thing? I mean, these days. There's some shady fellas in the retail world, fellas and, and, and ladies possibly too, who are, you know, looking for that good deal and maybe buying unbeknownst to them or maybe beknownst to them the not real deal. I mean, I, it, they're getting so clever, especially with, uh, like you said, the technology today that even I think even the people who are tasked with policing this counterfeit market are probably having a difficult time staying on top of it. Well, sometimes the stuff is coming out of the same factory. Mm. It just one gets yes. the real deal stamp and the other is Fugazi. So Fugazi? Yeah. What is that? It's Fugazi. What's Fugazi? It's not real. Oh, I yeah. never heard that word before. I could tell. It's a twofer. Oh, I got to look that up. Good luck. <laughs> always learning, Reg. You're always teaching me something. I try. All right. Well, we didn't sort of solve any problems here as far as the counterfeit market goes. All my sneakers are real. <laughs> my one pair of Nikes are definitely real. I have not spent G's on sneakers. I have spent sub $100 on each and every pair. I have never spent more than 100 bucks on my sneakers. We have that in common. Yes. Go to the Foot Locker. That's where I go. <laughs> They always have something for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reg. Ah, let's move on. I, I must have it I'm if gonna... it's not counterfeit. I must, I have, must it, have, it, have it. Have it. Right? I was going to ask you, are you ready to, to, <laughs> to let us all know what you must have? Yes, I'd like to have a real Charvet tie. Charvet tie, but not just any Charvet tie. You want to buy your Charvet tie? In Paris. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. So, Reg. Yes. Why do you want to buy your Charvet tie in Paris? Well, Tiff, that's kind of the person I am. I'm all about, well, I got it at the indigenous spot. So, like, when I first had Cuban cigars, I had them in Havana. So, so you just, know you got to travel. You got to go to Paris. Yes, yes, yes. Right. I understand. I've been to France. Never been to Paris. Packing my bags tomorrow. <laughs> when I was a kid, learning about fashion, as much as I was learning about American indigenous brands, I was also learning about overseas brands, especially European. I love ties. Now I have the tie rack to prove it. You know, my grandpa taught me how to yep. tie a tie. And you got a nice tie on right mm-hmm. now. I oh, like thank it. you. Thank you very much. I did that for uh, the kid. For did the, you? Yeah, Is it yeah. a throwback? No. Well, it's a narrow cut that I figured It's his, definitely narrow. Right. But he 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 got me because he had a bow tie on. Yeah. Because he was selling bean pies. <laughs> he looked great. So he did. He was sharp. That's our guest. Elbow patch with the blazer. Oh, smoking. Broke you down with the throat latch. Yep. Smoking. And made it through school alive. Yep. So. That's impressive in high school. But anyway, I always thought it'd be cool to go to a spot and pick up my gear from there. And that's how I feel about Charvet. I would, I would see it in GQ. I'd read about it. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I don't claim to know a lot about the brand. I know it's one of those OG brands in France. I just wanted to, like, roll up and be like, 
Let me get a Charvet cravat. Ooh. You know, um, Por favor. speaking of cravats, you can't find them. Well, I couldn't find them looking for them for uh, my New Year's Eve party. We were looking for a cravat. And uh, everybody was telling us you got to go to London for that or Paris. Ah. So that's a little side note. Just Did not know that. So, um, <clears throat> so a Charvet tie, in my research, is, is somewhere up there with Hermes. Yeah. It's yeah, they're, they're pretty swanky. They're, yeah, they're the oldest, you know, I don't know the true provenance, but. Well, the chronology, but they're they're up there. They're I don't know if they're neck and neck, but they're very old fashion houses. They may, yeah, the fashion house uh, that created the Charvet tie uh, was established in 1838. Holy cow! Yeah, like 1838. It was a, 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 a shirting store, you know, but they also did ties, and uh, the owner was Mr. Joseph Christophe Charvet, and um, he. He opened the world's very first short uh, shirt shop. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> yeah, no, in yeah. Paris, and uh, he became renowned for his exceptionally well-made men's shirts and ties, and his international reputation grew. Uh, his customers, uh, because of his illustrious customers, which included royalty and presidents, mm. Bill Clinton had a Charvet tie. He's one of the ones, the names that I that kind of stuck in my brain. And um, the thing about the Charvet tie. Uh, it's made in a very specific way. It's actually a Charvet fabric. There's, it's made from a fabric that's oh. Charvet. Um, and Did the I definition, what is Charvet? A Charvet fabric is woven of silk or acetate. Um, by the way, a Charvet tie is always silk. Um, and, raw, and warp-faced rib weave of a reversed reps type with a double ridge effect. Yipes. <laughs> the fabric's name derives... From its frequent and clever use in the 19th century by the Parisian shirt maker Charvet. It is characterized by a soft handle and shiny appearance. It also drapes well, which you want a tie that drapes well. Yes. Because that's what ties do. They, they drape. drape. <laughs> Jinx. So a little piece of uh, information for you about your Charvet. Do you know that the store, uh, so you want to go there, so the, the address is 28th Place Vendôme. In Paris. Oh. Right around the corner from the Ritz. Place Vendome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the place. Number I was 28. trying to work my French, you know. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. <clears throat> I took three years. You know, I was really making sure I could say it correctly. No, no. But I, uh, I can't wait till you go and you get one. <laughs> well, let's see. The tie see. will cost almost as much as the flight. Better, better store my shells. Yes, yes. So is there any other reason you, you besides wanting to go there and get the Charvet tie? Because it's just OG? It, it, was just, it was just interesting growing up, just you know, reading about these things. All right. About places far away. They were beautiful in the pictures I saw. But, you know, you don't have to go to Paris. You can also, you know, find them uh, here, stateside, at Neiman Marcus, Saks, or Bergdorf. No, I'm going to Paris. All right. Bon like. voyage. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the word of the day. Fashion word of the day. The fashion word of the day. Fashion word, fashion word, word of, the day. of the day. Yep. 
And for all you newcomers, this section, uh, uh, segment, I keep saying the word section instead of segment. I don't okay. know why. It's, it's, a a, section. it's where we bring, you know, because we're, we're kind of sort of having a lot of little game show feeling here. We each bring a word to challenge each other with. We spell it, define it, and use it in a sentence if we get it right. So, Reg. Yes. What is your fashion word for me today? Collar gap. Collar gap. Yep. I'm very familiar with collar gap because I think I brought that word to the table uh, for a prior episode. Oh. oh. That's right. You brought it up as a topic. I did. Not as a word. I didn't mess up like you did. Oh, but really? No, well, no, yeah. You didn't. You, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. You brought it up as a topic. Well, I'll spell it. C-O-L-L-A-R. It's a compound word. Gap. G-A-P. Collar gap. And the collar gap is something that you do not want. You don't want that space between your shirt collar and your jacket collar. That means your jacket doesn't fit, guys. Kaboom. Kaboom. Do I get a ring, ring, ring? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we talked about that. Yes, That's a yeah. very, along with balance. And, how, you know, those two things are really important when you're getting your, your suit made, your jacket part of your suit made. Very good, Rich. Bringing it back. <laughs> it's okay. Repetition. That's how people learn. There's joy in repetition. All right. So I'm going to bring, I'm, I'm bringing uh, a word to you that uh, it's going to be a toughie. Oh, great. It, yeah, it's an Italian word. Oh, great. Sprezzatura. Oh, well, that's that's the style. Oh, oh. Oh, we got to right. spell it. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, let me uh, spell that out here. Let me write that out. Sprezzatura. Sprezzatura. Oh, I got it. The spelling should be S-P-R-E-Z-Z-A-T-U-R-A. Wow. Phonetics. I thought for sure I was going to stump you. Not on the spelling. Okay, well, we still have to come up with a definition. Yes, it's, it's, it's a style and manner of dressing well effortlessly. And it actually goes beyond clothing. Boom. Well done. Well done. Well done. I kind of had a feeling you might not have an issue with this because of your love for Piti Umo. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Piti Umo. Piti Umo. Piti Umo, which is, which is just wrapping up. Yeah. In Florence, Fidenza. So, uh, yeah, very nice. Now use it in a sentence. I don't really think I give off any sprezzatura, but I definitely know I'm fly. Mm, very good. Very good. That's right. That's a good sentence. USA. USA. <laughs> Well done, Reg. Well done. Quite uh, impressed. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun and are down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Special shout goes to our producer, Search. Uh, and also, you know, we have to thank everybody who's listening. Absolutely. That's uh, do this without you. the old listeners. Thanks for returning. And the new listeners. Welcome. Welcome. Please join us for our next episode which we kind of try to drop a new episode every other Monday unless there's a holiday and that kind of, you know, that kind of delays us a little bit because I like to travel on holidays. Um, you just like to travel, too. <laughs> I do a little bit of travel. Just a little bit. Easy dancy. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, you know, if we don't have a, a new podcast and you're, you're yearning for some New York fashion geek, you can uh, go to uh, the, Reg, the Reg's website. Oh, yeah, you could, you could check it out on the website at nyfashiongeek.com. But we're, we're on all the platforms. Instagram. You can go to Instagram. Uh, you can do that Look as well. Look at his lovely pictures. Thank you. They're Send okay. him a DM if you need a little style consultation. 
First one's free. Yes, it is. And the podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora. There we go. You can find us everywhere. We're reachable. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. See you next time. And remember, always always be be fly. fly.